0: desires for us uh several scriptures i I gave earlier and i'll give you some of those references i'm going to go through the first part of this very quickly um but uh it all boils down to this god desires for us to to observe this spiritual exercise called fasting and prayer um he he says when you fast uh do this and and we learned instructions from last year on on do's and don'ts of what we're what we are supposed to do, and what we're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to go uh, boasting about it, telling people that we're fasting and praying. We're we're supposed to uh, the Bible says, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, anoint ourselves. Uh, we're supposed to uh, make it appear as if we're not fasting, uh, as a matter of fact, because we're not trying to draw attention to ourselves. We're trying to draw our attention and focus upon the Lord. And so just getting started here, uh, as we as we seek the Lord's face and desire to get closer to Him, um, I'm giving this instruction based on the fact that we are going to start corporately a First Fruits Fast uh, next Sunday uh, from, I think it's the 9th if I got it right, through the following Sunday. And uh, I've I, I communicated, I believe that not necessarily we're all going for that seven days Long there, but we're we're setting aside the first part of our calendar as the Life Point Baptist Church, in which we are uh, first fruits fasting and praying uh, to God. We are giving the first part of the year to Him uh, and asking Him, desiring our desiring to draw close to God uh, during this time. Uh, during the invitation this morning, I asked uh, to search and and ask the Lord what He would have you to do. Um, uh, Maybe a certain amount. Ask the Lord how long. Ask the Lord what type of fast. Um, I said this morning there are basically three types of fasting uh, in the Bible uh, That is that the Bible describes. Number one is the absolute fast. An absolute fast would be no food or drink, period. And then I also said uh, <clears throat> I don't necessarily recommend this without a doctor's oversight. Um, but you, you do what the Lord would have you to do, um, obviously. A second fasting uh, way is a normal fast. And that, that my understanding, that would be considered a water only. Um, I've heard uh, maybe soup broth as well can go along with that. Certain juices can go along with that as well. Um, and so that would be what I would define as a normal fast. And uh, I'm, that, is the, that is the fast I believe the Lord has led me to do. Uh, and then number three is a partial or a Daniel fast. A Daniel fast being where uh, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he wouldn't defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. And you know the story how uh, he got they got pulse, and pulse would be equivalent to veggies, um, legumes, uh, fruit perhaps, and then water as well. And then so... What fasting is, it's it's in place of when we would normally eat, when we would have a meal time, getting and getting alone with God, getting into the Word of God, perhaps, not eating that meal, but then going to the Lord and uh, praying and seeking His face, and and there's where a uh, a prayer list would come in handy, would come in useful. Um, one of the opportunities you may you may pray about through this next week is. Is God give me some requests that I can pray about? Maybe ask your brothers and sisters in here. Do you have anything that I can pray for you about? And uh, I certainly will be praying for many of you and things and situations that I know, uh, that I know of. And then uh, throughout the week, if you have other things you'd like me to pray for, please let me know as well, and I'll I'll commit those to the Lord. Uh, but I'm going to be I'm going to be praying for our church corporately. I'm going to be praying for God to show Himself real. I'm going to be praying for the Lord to break strongholds of uh, uh, in people's lives and give them freedom and victory. Oftentimes, I'll pray uh, for loved ones and I'll pray, God, would you give them, would you give them some victory? Give them a little taste of victory in their life over uh, over a certain sin or over uh, just in general. Let them taste and see Your goodness, and then almost like let that allow, let that victory. Allow uh, them to have a, a whetted appetite for the Lord uh, so that they would seek him even even more. And that's my prayer for my boys as well. God, would you let them see how good you are? Would you let them taste and see uh, your goodness in their lives? Um, and so three types of fasting, and then, uh, then there's the uh, amount of time or the length of time by which uh, the Lord might lead you to fast. Maybe you've never done it before. I'd encourage you. Uh, to, to start off with a meal and uh, put that time aside uh, put that food aside rather and take that time aside and and pray and uh, seek the lord and just uh, tell him lord I'm fasting and I'm fasting from food and I'm seeking your face and i desire to know you more i desire to uh, to commune with you uh, stronger would you help me and and pour your hearts out out to God and I believe uh He'll love that. And so uh, I started off this morning, and I I gave several points, several reasons why we should fast, why we can fast. Um, And I started off with number one was this. Fasting breaks the spirit of heaviness. Fasting breaks the spirit of heaviness. In 2 Chronicles, we're told of the story of Jehoshaphat, and there was an army uh, that was, uh, Jehoshaphat was newly kinged. Uh, newly king newly crowned king uh, that makes sense you know what I mean and uh, as soon as he had gotten situated and things were going well next thing you know uh, the armies of uh, let's see who were they all here uh, in second chronicles they were the armies of uh, uh, Ammon Moab and uh, children of Ammon and Moab and uh, as soon as Jehoshaphat heard of that, he called a corporate fast among the kingdom. He, he, he called his kingdom of Judah to fast and uh, to seek the Lord. He said, I, what am I going to do? I can't do anything. God, I need you. He acknowledged his need for God in the situation. And uh, as a result of that, the Lord heard his prayer. And uh, the Lord told him, and I'm paraphrasing again here. Uh, let's see. Actually, let me read the read the passage he said uh, you shall not need to fight in verse number 17 you shall not need to fight in this battle set yourselves stand ye still and see the salvation of the lord with you and so that's what the lord told uh jehoshaphat you're not going to even need to fight just go on out there god says i got this under control and so what judah or what jehoshaphat did he went and he appointed uh praisers he appointed people to praise the lord and And sing praises unto him. And as he did that, the Bible says that the Lord set ambushments, ambushes, people to ambush. Um, And I said this morning, I don't know what those ambushments were. I don't know. To me, it's not real clear unless uh, there's some background of the story that I don't know. Uh, But it said he set ambushments to the situation there. Uh, I said maybe it was angels. Maybe God sent angels to rise up and and, uh, conquer Ammon and Moab. And uh, Mount Seir uh, which were come against Judah and uh, but but I'm not sure there and so but nevertheless God is the one that caused the victory and the victory came after the fasting and the prayer and the praising by the way Uh, God delights in our praise as well and so uh, number two fasting helps put us in tune with God's priorities fasting helps put us in tune with God's priorities uh, we're calling it our uh, First Fruits Fast. Uh, first Fruits Fast, once again, it's the first part of the year. Very first week of the year, as a matter of fact, we're, we're teaching, but I know it's uh, going to start the second week, rather, but, uh, but it's the First Fruits Fasting, and God delights in our first fruits. Um, in Exodus, it talks about the importance of the first fruits. It talks about the first-born uh, males of the families. It talks about the first fruits of the harvest. It talks about the firstlings of the flocks. They all belong to him. And so, in essence, what we're doing is we're setting aside this first fruits fast to give to God uh, the first part of the year. And I uh, went into that a little further in Matthew and such uh, in talking about what you put first will order the rest. What you put first in life will order the rest. Uh, in other words, what, it, what we've put into ourselves is, is going to be what comes out. I gave an illustration of a woman who uh, her, uh, her her, parents, when she was little, they purchased some land. Uh, father uh, dug a well, and when she was just a little girl, she threw a, uh, a, a teacup or something in that well. And uh, then later on, her parents died, and she had the opportunity to purchase the property, to get the property back. And uh, so she did so, and one of the first things that she needed to do was the well had gone bad. There'd been pollution, trash, and garbage put in there for some reason. And so she hired some people to dig all of the junk out of that well. And uh, so uh, after a day's work, they got all the garbage out, and then the woman looked at it and she said, oh, uh, I need you to keep digging. Go a little further, there's more junk in there. And so uh, they, they went, three days later, um, they brought the junk out, and the woman went, and she looked, and she says, okay, you're good. You've dug far enough. You're down at the bottom. And uh, she, did, they said, how in the world do you know that? How do you know we're finally there? And uh, she ended up saying, because when I was a little girl, I threw that teapot down there, and I figure once you get to the bottom, that teapot's going to come out. And so the application is this. The application is that when we get to the bottom of all the junk that we've been uh, we put into our bodies whether you know physical stuff, and I think of uh, I think of uh, people smoking marijuana, and uh, I've read that as you smoke marijuana, that uh, THC, that stuff, it it uh, gets into your fat cells and it stores up, and so it, you know one of the one of the things that people do is they have the munchies, and so they'll they'll eat and they'll put on that put on that. Uh, uh munchy weight and stuff and and as you if you go on a diet and as you lose that weight you're going to start to get the effects of that thc that comes back out as you're losing weight well that's that's kind of the principle there uh, in the physical realm uh but in the spiritual realm we have the same thing also fasting is uh is, is kind of like reaching down it, it's searching uh inwardly and asking the lord and and when we go to fast Uh, We ought to to start off with a heart that says, search my heart, Lord. Uh, Let me know of any sin that I need to confess. And um, that's how we ought to start our fasting and prayer time. Um, I listed uh, very quickly here, and I'm I'm just going to go through them real quick again, uh, but 10 other important reasons for a Christian to fast. um, Because we're running out of time quickly. Um, And let's just put these up here. And maybe if you wanted to jot those down, I'm going to go through them real quick. Fasting is an excellent way, uh, excellent means of sanctifying ourselves, setting ourselves apart unto spiritual matters. Number two, fasting will help us to identify areas of hidden sin in our life. Um, number three, fasting is a hunger strike against hell. Number four, fasting and prayer sharpens our spiritual senses. You've heard of spidey senses, right, guys? Alexander, kid. Uh, sharpen our, our our spiritual senses. Our our spiritual senses. We can become we can become desensitized. How many of you understand that? We can become desensitized to sin. And uh, you know, the Bible talks about uh, Israel. Uh, they lost their blush. Uh, the things that once you know they were maybe embarrassed about, embarrassed to talk about, think about. Um, they uh, they, law, they would once blush about it. Uh, they had lost their blush. But we can be, become desensitized in spiritual matters. Number five, fasting is one of three duties of every Christian. I uh, read this in a book. Three duties of every Christian are giving, praying, and fasting. I believe there are more to it, but that's a, that's a good start. Giving, praying, and fasting. Uh, number six, fasting is like a spring cleaning for the body both spiritually and physically, I believe, also. It helps to get impurities out. It helps uh, um, in physical, in, in health matters. Fasting keeps you sensitive to his spirit, enabling you to live uh, more holy or live holy. Uh, number eight, Satan hates it when you fast. Satan despises it when we fast and pray. Satan doesn't like it. It's a, it's a It's a spiritual weapon. Number nine, fasting will also help overcome sexual addictions and demonic powers. Uh, number 10, fasting helps humble ourselves in a heart of repentance. Um, and then back to number three. like how I got that little pause with in there. Uh, just It's almost like condensed information. And then now we're back to number three. Sorry, my outline doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, it does to me, no. <laughs> Number three is a main point, main subject where I have a uh, scripture reference to it. Fasting and prayer will help uh, break great sin off of people. Uh, turn to Matthew 17, verse 21, and I think this is where we left off, uh, the one after this. Matthew 17:21 talks about, and I think we're familiar with this one. Um, it talks about um, the uh, demon-possessed uh, person that the disciples had tried to cast the demon out of them, and they were unable to do so, and so the disciples went to Jesus and said, "Um, why couldn't we do it? Why couldn't we cast out? And uh, then uh, Jesus responds in uh, verse 21. He says, Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. This certain type of demon, whatever it was, whoever he was, um... It, it could not be cast out except by prayer and fasting. A certain power that needed to be tapped into in order for that task to be accomplished. Let me ask you, are you being plagued? Are you being hounded or tormented by a certain spirit, a certain demon? I want to encourage you to fast and pray. Ask deliverance uh, from uh, uh, from God about the situation. Um And then number four, and this is our new point here uh, for the evening. Fasting and prayer helps to overcome sexual perversion. There's a phenomenal story in the book of Judges in uh, chapter uh, 19 through 20. I think a lot of folks are familiar with it, but I I do want to reference to it. There was fasting that was made. uh, uh, Fasting is what made the difference in a major battle against a people who were overcome with this sexual perversion? Uh, there was a Levite who was traveling with his concubine, and he had stopped in the land of Gibeah, uh, which belonged to the Benjam- Benjaminites or the Benjamites. And the men of that city had become wicked, uh, and they delighted in lewd uh, homosexual acts. And in, the, in Judges chapter 19, verse 22, uh, the Bible says that the men had surrounded the house of the Levite uh, that was visiting and uh, demanded that uh, uh, he be sent out. The Levite uh, was in the company of uh, somebody that was housing him, and uh, the men were round the house there, and they were demanding that that Levi would get sent out so that they would do these lewd acts with him. Well, uh, if you're familiar with the story, they said that we may know him carnally. They ended up brutally... um, Raping and murdering the man's concubine instead. And uh, he, as a matter of fact, the Levite, put her out there. And she died on the doorstep of the house. And when he found her lying there uh, the next morning, he was outraged. I'm a little, you know, I am aware of the young people in here. But half the time I don't think they're listening anyways. And so that's kind of reason for uh, uh, continuing. But nevertheless, this is a, a spiritual uh, this, is, this is the word of God as well. Um, and so if you're familiar with the story, he sent the pieces of her body out with a word to all the tribes of Israel and uh, condemning them. He condemned all of the tribes of Israel for allowing that sort of wickedness to exist in their midst. And then the Levite demanded that they rise up and do something about uh, the perverseness there. And so the armies of Israel, they gathered against Benjamin. Benjamin was the tribe that did the lewd acts. And they went out to fight and they lost 22,000 men that first day. Uh, The good guys lost to the bad guys. Uh, And uh, look at Judges chapter 20, verse 21. The children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites that day 20 and 2,000 men. So the Bible says they they ended up, they came back and they regrouped and they fought against the Benjamites again. Uh, But this time they lost 18,000 men, uh, according to verse number 25. Uh, And Benjamin went forth against them out of Gibeah the second day and destroyed down to the ground the children of Israel. Again, 18,000 men. I'm going somewhere with this. All these drew the sword. But before they went out the third day, God sent the prophet Phineas with a message to fast and pray. And so the men fasted for twenty-four hours, and when they went back out against the that homosexual spirit, it was its power was broken, and it was defeated. In verse 26, follow along with me. It says, Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came unto the house of God and wept, and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until even and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And then look at verse, skip on down to verse number 35. And the Lord smote Benjamin before Israel, and the children of Israel destroyed the the Benjamites that day twenty and five thousand and a hundred men. All these drew the sword. So the children of Benjamin saw that they were smitten, for the men of Israel gave place to the Benjamites, because they trusted under the liars and weight which they had set beside Gibeah so after two big losses the call from the prophet to fast and pray and they fasted and they prayed and went out against against the Benjamites and God gave them the victory now we don't wrestle with flesh and blood as as Christians well sometimes we do and we shouldn't but uh, there is a spirit behind homosexuality, there's a spirit behind pornography, there's a spirit behind adultery, there's a spirit behind fornication. And these demonic spirits of perversion, they manipulate and they use people, uh, oftentimes like puppets on a string. And, uh, but fasting and prayer can help break strongholds of demonic sexual addictions like pornography, homosexuality, adultery, fornication lust, and and other, other spirits, other spirits that we have a tendency of wrestling with. And so, reasons to fast and pray. That was number four. And I want us to see, before we close here, a few more benefits of fasting and praying. And I want you to turn with me to Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. This was one that I... I think I focused on last year, if I'm not mistaken, in our teaching, but it's a powerful, powerful reser- uh, verse that has, shows the results, blessings of a fast. Isaiah 58, um, beginning in verse number eight, a few more benefits here. Number five, your light, our lights will shine forth. Our lights will shine forth. You know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Fasting in prayer can help us to shine the light that God has given to us to shine for. It says in verse number 8, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thine uh, health shall spring forth speedily. Thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, Here I am. Uh, if thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and sa- shall sa- and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. Thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. What does it mean that our light shall break forth like the morning? I think of that, I think of illumination. I think of a light illuminating. Um, we have a cool candle. Uh, I think it's cool. I like old, old-fashioned kind of. I like candles. Uh, but uh, we have this cool thing we have displayed that is uh, it's a glass and uh, it has a cover on it and you could hold it up almost like a lantern kind of maybe it is a lantern i don't know but it's uh it's shiny it's shiny glass like almost like mirror type glass where you put a candle inside of it and it protects it from blowing out you could walk around with it um but that that candle is in there and that glass shell helps the lamp to illuminate even more um when I, when I think of uh, our light breaking forth like the morning, I think of an illumination. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, he says, "Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And God intends for Israel to be a light. God intends for us as saved people to shine the light that he's given us, uh, to shine the light in darkness and to other nations and uh, by glorifying God uh by our by by our actions and by the blessings of god Um, god desires for our light to shine forth likewise in our lives as children of god our light will break forth and will be apparent to others i imagine uh like the glow on the face of moses when uh he descended down from the mountain as he had met with the lord he had he had just met with jesus and and uh after spending time with god uh, I, I believe that is uh, that's what it's like. Similar when we fast and pray, God brings illumination into our lives, and we're more effective in our in our witness. We're more joyful. You know, we're not we don't have that despondency of uh, of oppression and depression upon us. We've got the garment of praise. We we uh, that light is now breaking forth. Uh, uh, that spirit of heaviness has been has been dealt with and cast aside. And, uh, and now we're, we're like new creatures. We're uh, to an effect. And so, uh, let's see here. Where am I? number, number thousand number five. We're on number six. Uh, the Bible says our health will spring forth. Our health will spring forth. Uh, look at uh, Isaiah 58b, uh, the second part of that verse. It says, on thine, thine health shall spring forth speedily. Fasting cleanses our bodies of toxins, poisons, impurities, uh, relieves nervousness and tension, uh, can help lower blood pressure and cholesterol, helps with rheumatism in the joints and muscles, diseases of the heart, circulation problems, skin diseases, complexion problems, irregular cycles, hot flashes, uh, diseases of the respiratory organs, Uh, It helps with allergies such as hay fever and eye diseases. Fasting helps slow the aging process and sharpen our mental state. It can help improve our sight, our hearing, our taste, touch, and smell, our senses for that matter, uh, physical senses. And so I told you about the man. I read a story about uh, the man that at age 77, uh, he prayed for and fasted for several days. It, It was an extensive fast. Uh, and I think if you remember, I told the story last year. Uh, the man he fasted for an extended period of time, and it was like, I think like a 40-day fast. Um, afterwards, uh, afterwards, his uh, he had gray hair. His hair, it says, had come back. It's it's a dark color when it was when he was just you know a young buck and and all that. Um, the hair that he had back in his youth, um, but. The Bible talks about the health benefits of fasting and prayer. And it talks about that in Isaiah 58, verse 8. Number seven, our righteousness shall go before us. Our righteousness shall, I'm just going through Isaiah 58 here. Our righteousness shall go before us. The Lord said that when we fast, righteousness shall go before us. Our faith, our right standing with God will cause us to move into areas where we would not have moved if we had not fasted. Doors will be open to us that were not opened before. And our influence will go out uh, like ripples in a pond. Number eight, the glory of the Lord will be our re-reward. Um, I uh, talked about this this morning. What is that word, re-reward? Most of us heard the expression, I got your back. I got your back, bro, you know. And that's actually kind of what it means. Uh, but in the in the sense that God has our back. The position of our back is our re-reward. That's what the word means. And God has got our backs. God uh, is, uh, uh, it means that someone you trust is watching out for anything that may try to sneak up behind you and bring you harm. When we fast, Isaiah said in verse number 8, the glory of the Lord shall be our re-reward. The glory of the Lord, however that works, I don't completely uh, claim to understand or have it, you know, comprehended, I guess. But, It says the glory of the Lord shall be our free reward number nine number nine God will hear and answer our prayer that's what God's Word says the Israelites were fasting uh, uh, but with wrong motives without the right motives they couldn't find God but when we fast according to his plan he said in verse number nine then shalt thou call and the Lord shall answer thou shalt cry And he shall say, here I am. God will answer when we fast according uh, to uh, how he desires for us to. Remember what the angel told Daniel in in Daniel uh, chapter 10. He said, from the first day that Daniel began to fast, God heard him. God heard him. Number 10, we we have two more here. Uh, Our light will rise in obscurity and darkness. Our light will rise in obscurity and in darkness. In other words, in situations we face that are too overwhelming, uh, that are that are beyond us, as Jehoshaphat said, uh, and we don't know how to find our way through the darkness of obscurity and the confusion. God will will cause our light to shine on the path we are to take. Every major decision I, I've told you I've said this before that I've ever made in getting in getting married. Every major decision I have made in getting married. Getting married was one of them. I've, I've sought the Lord and in fasting and prayer. Uh, when we've made a major move to go to the mission field, uh, each each different time uh, to take the position uh, at, uh, at, at at different places, we've fasted and we've prayed. And God will cause our light to shine on the path that we are to take. And uh, most of the time, it's as He's illuminated His word and given clear direction uh, from His word. Uh, in that way, number eleven. How you doing, Aaron? Soaking it all in. This is a lot. Uh, this is a lot of lot of information we're giving you. Um, number eleven. Fasting helps overcome the demonic attack on our families. Fasting can help end, or at least overcome, the demonic attack on our. Families. Fasting can break generational uh, curses. Uh, when you fast, you lay a new foundation of blessing that will be transferred over to our children and our children's children. Uh, for this reason alone, I believe the head of the family or anyone who's ever been uh, touched by divorce, by abuse, molestation, addiction of any kind should designate a fast for their family and children in order to bind the demonic attacks uh, from. Uh, previous generations. In Isaiah chapter 58 verse 12 it says and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach. The restorer of paths to dwell in. Now This is a this is a personal one to me. I've I've seen effects of uh, addiction and in, in different capacities, different ways. And uh, I've made I've made commitments, promises to God. God, by your grace, I, I'll never do that. By your grace, I'll never touch that substance. And by God's grace I've been able to keep keep that promise. But God here is saying uh, that there is power in fasting and prayer. And I've been, uh, I've been uh, uh, convicted to, to uh, fast and pray about these in my, uh, my children and the future generations there. Fasting and prayer is a beneficial Christian discipline that God desires for us to implement in our lives. And I believe it can be overlooked and often a, a forgotten practice and uh, that we should schedule times of fasting and prayer. In our lives regularly and frequently. And uh, it, God delights in those. And so I want to encourage you. We're wrapped up. I don't know if we. I was, I was doubtful that we could get through with it here. But but we managed to do so. And I hope it's a blessing. And has shed some light. On uh, some information here. That we can practice. Um, <clears throat> my prayer is this. We are going to have a time of invitation. And I'll ask my, uh, my pianist to come up here. Uh, play a stanza or two of an invitation song and uh, the invitation is this. I just simply want to ask you to consider what the Lord might have you to do uh, during our first fruits fast. Uh, Maybe maybe ask him if he would have you do a period and then uh, ask him uh, if so how long? Ask him what type of fast would you like me to do Lord? What type of fast would you like me to participate in? I talked this morning about oh well um, the different types and let's just ask the lord let's seek his face and uh maybe you need to ask him what what do you want him what would he like you to pray about what are some things that you can pray about and so with heads bowed and eyes closed let's uh let's stand this evening give an opportunity